There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Yes, yes, Jackson's speeding me up to get this thing going because he wants to get on Bell Reef. That's what this is about today. I thought I, I, hadn't even, I haven't even stopped eating, and now I'm talking with my mouth full. It's terrible, terrible podcasting. Right, we'll, start, we'll start it this have, way. I'm, I'm sitting here with headphones on, and they're not plugged in. <laughs> I got total... Fucking clown. Maybe we'll do it like Pepper and Genie. Three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> damn it all to hell. And we have a wonderful question for today's podcast. Oh, do we? We do. Hot diggity. Yeah, this is really good. And it comes from a gentleman calling him himself our oldest listener. Oldest? Oldest listener. Yep. Oldest listener. I don't know if that's the case. I suppose somebody could theoretically uh, supersede him, but 76. Yeah. You think that's for a podcast, too? Yeah. That's, uh, okay, yeah, podcast for sure. No way to real verify it, but I'll believe it, 76. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got that for QF today. We're in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Ryan Kelly, title sponsor of the studios. And I guess Pick 6 is coming back tomorrow. Now, we're talking here on August 24th, 2022. And I know people go back, and they just binge listen. Yeah, yeah, like to- The Office. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear how fucking crazy Tim is. I'm going to listen to him talk for three hours. And argue with himself while Jackson holds in urine. Yeah. It's... Holding in urine is the name of the podcast. All right. Uh, but today, Jackson, we have a hard out. We do. Because, only because of media day, not because of any wealth, no. uh, we are playing Belle Reve. Uh, scores have been set. It's media day for the BMW Championship. Over-under has been set. 104.5 for the Plowhawk. Yeah. 99.5 for Iggy. 92.5 for you. And 86.5 for me. Is yeah. that where we are? Mm-hmm. And then there are some prop bets that have been thrown out for some of the players. Yeah. yeah my favorite is if Iggy puts it off the green, he has to put it back on, <laughs> which I could see happening. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is, so uh, Crimson Callahan, son of Todd Callahan, 2021 Fan Page Club champion. That's right. I believe is playing with us. Nice. And uh, because I guess Bell Reeve has members going out with each media force, which I love. Uh, chaperones is really <laughs> That's what, what they it are. is. They're chaperones. Oh, God. And uh, and I guess Crimson, who works there, 
is, you know, maybe because the members are like, we're not going with yeah. that group. They drew straws. <laughs> send, send an employee yeah. from the pro shop out with them. But Crimson, Todd has said, is going to keep an eye on all of the scores for the players. Um, I'm over on Iggy. I'm over on the Plowhawk. I'm really not sure on you. You have a wide delta. Yeah, it depends what, what kind of Jackson comes to that. And then uh, were people, skip, including Skip Berkmeyer, it wasn't just listeners who've never played with me going, oh, my God, under all day for you. And I'm th- sitting there thinking, I don't know. I'm really not. Yeah. Um, I go under on you. I don't I go under on Iggy, too. Here's here's why Iggy's going to go over the 99 and a half. He's going to, he's going to, he's got to, there's no cap. Yeah, right, right. You can't just go, okay, put me down for an eight. Yeah, he's got to finish. He's got to dig out. And he's he is going to skip said one of, one of those guys is going to get stuck in a bunker and will never come back out. <laughs> and that's what's, that is what's going to happen. Yeah, so I guess. But that's so what could happen with any of us. You know, like me, my max for my handicap is a double bogey on most holes. Right. And then if I get there just for the pace of play, I'm just going, fuck, there's my double. Yeah. So I got to grind through it. Yeah. And I haven't been playing really well. So um, anyway, either way, that's why we have a hard out today. So I'm only doing one question, but it was an outstanding question. Uh, and you can always send them in. Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com. T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. Um, as we do QFT, anything is welcome. Uh, pick six coming back. Maybe we should go live on what is it YouTube and Twitter and the fan page and Facebook and I don't know where else are we in, are we anywhere else now? Mm, no, no, come. Okay. So I don't know, but we're doing it around noon on Thursdays, which I love. Yeah, I suppose that's fine because people can do it for lunch. Watch Joe get angry. I'm surprised the non TMA people, Pete G Unit and producer Joe, are able to do something at twelve on a Thursday. Yeah, Joe said that he'd be on the phone, so his his camera might not be live. All right. But his voice is so recognizable. It that, is. Um, and then G Unit doesn't do it with a camera. That's right. That's correct. I guess so that's true. Theoretically, so. just go to the bathroom. <laughs> and then, then Gangster Pete. And Gangster Pete kind of seems like a guy who, when he says something, he's going to do something. No one questions it. So, <laughs> oh, Gangster Pete, I'm I, telling you. I mean, we've had plenty of people over the years on TMA who. Just, I don't even know what the right word, were so emotionally invested in the show, which is great, which I would say has been the case for me and is, is I, I actually think it's kind of a weakness, but I suppose, I, I guess maybe if you take a step back, it's why we've been able to sort of play a role and why we've been able to survive so long. But Gangster Pete is like the antithesis. But I don't think that's the way he started. I think he started fully invested and then he started to see some of the reasons why Things yeah, were got, the way they were, and he's just like, fuck this. He's got war scars. And we were about to buy the station. He was so high, and I was really going to give him a hell of a lot more responsibility. The guy's too intelligent to just be doing, you know, what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, whatever, a week out from closing, things happened. Uh, again, it's a pure coincidence that the Plowhawk and the Cat were quote-unquote furloughed Absolutely. after we terminated the letter of intent. Mm-hmm. And I think at that moment, Gangster Pete's like, that'll wrap it up for me. <laughs> that'll wrap her on up. Yeah, his last day. There was burned rubber in the parking lot. <laughs> Handed me all the stuff for TMSTL shop and got the hell out of there. Oh, God. Left the fan page immediately. <laughs> Uh, you can get involved, like I said, T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com, James Carlton, Seth Goldcamp, 
of Design, Air, Heating, and Cooling, James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, Mark Hanna over Greenwell Strategies, Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganess at Munganess St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, and of course, Ryan Kelly, all of the sponsors who make this podcast possible. Ryan Kelly just got done climbing a mountain, I think multiple mountains for that matter, mm. in Ecuador. I mean... I don't know. I tip my cap. Seriously. But when yeah. it gets down to it, you know, what people are going to do is what's best for them and their finances. And, well, Ryan Kelly also happens to be good for that, too. Uh, real good. That's why I refinance with him. That's why I got pre-approved with him. And now you can lock in an interest rate if you're worried it's going to go up over the next year. Lock it in now at thehomeloanexpert.com. I'm a client and I'm a fan. Thehomeloanexpert.com. Once you lock it in, once you buy a home, get it insured with James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Jackson's really excited because James Carlton's going to be bringing us the Colonel on both TMA and Balloon Party. Love the Colonel. Love talking Mizzou football. Can't wait. Love his attitude. Yeah. The Colonel and Gangster Pete. Yeah. They should do a podcast. Because <laughs> Pete kind of has the Mizzou fan. He does. That's the one place where Gangster Pete does really care. Yeah, right. But it also was such an outlier for Gangster Pete that he got emotional during the blues run, well, not the blues run, but when I would have, you know, the interviews with Baruby and Maroon and Armstrong and even Cam and and Reed Lowe mm-hmm. and Gangster Pete, that just did that was not part of the brand. You doing that, I could see, and I'm not making mocking it. I mean, I'm emotional myself. I'm a guy who wears his heart on his sleeve. Amen, and I and I like that. But yeah. for Gangster Pete, a guy who whose heart had been ripped out by KFNS. <laughs> for that to, and I guess that was 2019, so at that point he hadn't had his heart ripped out. Yeah, because I think he came aboard in late 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, August 2018, I think is what it was, actually. And he left in December 2018? Is that right? Pete? That's when you came in? No, Pete? no, no, December, December 2020. December 2020. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, Gangster Pete, man. I, well, I'm a Gangster Pete one. I really, I, I enjoy... There's something about someone so truly not giving a fuck. You should have seen Like, that. if I were to rank the people who have been involved with this show on the fucks they give, Gangster Pete is without question. I don't even know who's close. Yeah, I mean, he's... He is the least fucks given. On his last show, he was like, <laughs> oh, shit, he's out this week. I, I didn't do drops. I'm just going to pick an old drop. <laughs> And he's like, I'm not going to say a thing. And that's what's going to happen. Picking old drops and old cuts. <laughs> and nobody's going to say anything. Yeah, no one's going to say I mean, he's shit. like a guy, he's like in his late 30s with an MBA, and yeah. he's he's watching this thing. And I mean, again, it's people have no idea, but the stuff that was going on, and he's just like, I mean, what am I doing? Yeah, he's, he didn't give a fuck. It's such a shame because he really was, he's, I don't know. I'm telling I really do think about this. I'd love to just do a show with the guys on Pick 6. Yeah. I could do a show all day long with the guys on Pick 6. Yep. You know, inevitably, the time will come when Doug is leaving. I guess Iggy will leave, maybe. I don't fucking know. I have no idea. I don't know what the retirement situation is. There only Mark Hanna of Evergreen Well Strategies can speak to that. But uh, I love bullshitting with the guys on Pick 6. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Like, the range of personalities is so great. Right. Like Pete rolling his eyes and getting up and leaving when Joe starts yelling at Iggy. Pete getting up and leaving when Iggy starts yelling at Joe. Yes, G units indifference to it all. <laughs> like he's like like surprised anyone calls on him. He's like, oh, it's my turn. Right, because he has his mic off for some reason. Or he's a babe. He's the one guy who's not in the business, and yet he's the one professional who turns the mic off when he's not on. Yeah. The other guys who either worked in it or are in it 
just keep it on and just moan the whole time. Well, it's not. I don't think it's professionalism. It's the fact that he's been at a dumpster behind a bar in South City. <laughs> Babes, right by pizza. Go, go. Yeah, right. Uh, I mentioned Mark Hanna of Evergreen Well Strategies, 314-889-0503. Go online at evergreenstl.com. He is something else. He's the best. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. James Carlton, I referenced, 314-961-4800. 314-961-4800. All right, here's the question. Because I just got the text from Iggy that we're on the tee in an hour and forty minutes. Yep, saw that. I want to get some. I want to get some work in to see if I can try Impressive. to go. Try to go under. Uh, let's see where was it sent in? It was sent to. You know what people are doing, Jackson, which is helpful, is they just use the TMASTL app and then that's how they communicate with us. Yeah, it's a good. But it's I have a, to go into that inbox. Right, to, to different find them, than so, the than the team at InsideSTL.com. Right. Oh, fuck. Where is it? God bless us all. It's got to be in here. Oh. What's in the box? <laughs> Thank you. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Damn it. I'm going through Jameis' soccer schedule. Quite a little program he's running. Should I get he needs, a, he, needs a, he needs a break every time kill music. <laughs> I actually could fire that up. Yeah. Can, we, can you do that? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice to have it appear on the podcast. It's all, it's all inside STL's property, so we can... We can cross promote. God damn it! I forwarded it to my TMA STL or my Inside STL account. I know it's in here too. Fuck me! God damn it! Well, it's still then probably in my. Oh, motherfucker! What a podcast this is! What an asshole! Well, I think it's strong. I think it's what an asshole! Hold I on, am. there it is. <laughs> God damn it! All the hell! Oh God! Thank you. Why don't you tell the people about Mark Hanna again? All right, well, we pot down the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he probably would like the time. He would, yeah, under his spot. Uh, I'm, I, I am. I said I'm a uh, gangster Pete Lemming. I'm a big Mark Hanna Lemming because mm-hmm. what he's done for me, uh, it's it's really been the last 365 days. I started working with Mark like last summer, and I look, I, I've checked my progress in a year, and I'm in such a better position. Right now, that wow! I was once a again, a brag. It's like we're at Napoli. It's parties in the park. But it's not it's even really about unfortunate. the amount of money. And this is what Mark stresses, especially people in my kind of situation where you're young and it's like your first job out of college. It's not about the amount of money you're saving. It's about the act of saving money each and every month. And then eventually, once you start making more money, you save more money because you're into that habit. And that's such a big element of financial planning and planning for the future. Whether you're planning for retirement. Whether you're planning for a vacation for your family or your kid's college fund, it doesn't matter. Mark Hanna can help you out. He learns about each individual he works with, their goals, their current situation, where they want to be in the next five to ten years. And then if you have any issues, you give Mark Hanna a call. He gets you straightened out. On top of him just being an incredible human being and someone that you really love to talk to. I love talking to Mark Hanna every Thursday on the show or if I have any questions about my finances. And uh, I think you'll love talking to Mark Hanna too. So if you don't have anybody, just throw money into a savings account. Get in touch with Mark Hanna today. He'll get you straightened down. If you already have somebody, consider making the switch because Mark really is the best in the business. Scrolling through my fucking inbox the whole time, and I have a QFTA file. We know better than that. Are we professionals? We are. Here it is. Sweet. I had it the whole time. It was still nice for the time kill music to make its first yeah, appearance. Yeah, that was, that was nice. That was a nice little treat. All right, this was sent. I don't know if this gentleman wants his name out there. He goes by Super Q. Okay, fair enough. And not, you know, that kind of Q. Right. Uh, as your oldest listener... I'm 76, and I'd like us to start off by saying I love the show. Woo. I have I don't know if I've ever met somebody above the age of 75 who loves the show. 
That's yeah. not to say that there aren't people. Right. But if you think, I mean, when the show started in 04, that yeah. person would be... God, wow, in their 50s. How about right. that? So it, it makes it would stand to reason. Wow. You would think they would age age out of it, but... Do you notice time going fast at 24? It's not something you notice. It's something that, for whatever reason, I've noticed. Not necessarily going fast, but I'm just more cognizant of things now. Uh, well, I each, think it's having children. I think that's what that it is. That could be it. But, I mean, each year you grow older, one year is less percent of your life. So... Yeah, I'd say like. But you're I, not thinking about time. No, like I graduated college two years ago. It does not feel. Yeah, like I graduated say, yeah. College I mean, when I well, ago. I never graduated, so I can't speak to it. But yeah, coming out of Columbia in 1999, and 2001 rolls around, I wasn't like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just a different passages, deal. Yeah. yeah, like when we were talking about. Yeah, this was on the podcast when I said if I were to engage at this point in some kind of MFF, inevitably outside of myself, obviously being broken you know, one of the other participants at this point in my life is broken. Mm, yeah. Whereas at 24, for you, if you engage in the MFF, it should be people just exploring or just comfortable and just like, yeah, I just want to fuck. It's like a test run, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm telling you that at 45, somebody's broken in the threesome. Outside of me, I'm right, broken. Right, right. That's Because if it's somebody in their 20s, that's not right. You know, right. that's like they're, you know, there's just something going on there yeah. that, that isn't something that I probably would have been associating with when I was in my 20s or even my 30s. Or if it's with, you know, somebody in their 40s and they're doing, there's something that's that's probably gone awry just relatively a, yeah. recently just a bit. that has led them to my chambers and participating in the less popular MFF. Now, I could be wrong but that's a realization that I've had recently, and I and you know what you can't talk me off of it. Now I know at 24 you can't even you can't even visualize it, but that's what I'm saying. Do you think it'd be different if you lived in like New York or LA? Yes, hundred okay. percent. Right, so. Because because I, I, but a lot of it I think is the two children thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the biggest thing. Right. I, when I turned 40, I didn't think a thing of it, man. For real, I did. I remember thinking to myself, God, I don't know what the big deal is about 40, and I turned 40, and we're in Las Vegas and fucking off. And now, but it's about the children. That's what it's about. Right, right. Which, for the record, I love, and it's been easily the most fulfilling thing for me. But I'm just talking about if I were to go down that road at this point, at this point, it's a 27-year-old who, you know, is, you know, popped up on something or yeah. has a has a daddy issue one too many piercings and uh and then if it's somebody in their 40s you know it coming off of a rough divorce where mm -hmm. the, the husband was very possessive and this is her way to shove it up his ass is now she's just going to start banging everybody in town you see what i'm saying that's where i am right there you have to think of the catalyst that sent them to this yes. situation and, and in most your 20s and 30s i feel like it can just be like ah, i just want to fuck but right. at this point right there's yeah there's always see what i'm saying yeah there's a i recipe. really feel strongly about this take i wish i could espouse it on balloon party and see how she plays yeah, it's a take i would never have thought of like you said in my age you can't get there right but right. i'm like ah. Jameson's got soccer practice. I'm looking forward to that. That's wonderful. That's where I am. And then you start thinking to yourself, God, some of the shit that I really enjoyed that like fueled my ambition was like, I want to be able to make enough money so I can go fuck off here or there. Right. And then in my mind, convince myself that I'm going to enjoy the less popular MFF. It's not going to happen. Right. It's over. It is over. 
it can happen, but it's going to happen with broken parties. Right. And that, and and I don't like that. You don't like that. I don't like it. The only I really don't like it. Now, you might say it shouldn't matter, but I'm just telling you, I don't like it. Right. It was just like we've talked about. The purity of the threesome has been lost in the past. Right. I just, believe that's a poem. Yeah. Whitman, actually. Uh, Robert Frost. <laughs> um We've talked about this before with pornography. Is like if the if you can tell that the actress is faking it, yes, it takes you right out. It does. And so if you know it the does. parties are broken, unfortunately, yeah, the sweet mountaintop of of group sex has then been corrupted. The co- thank you. The co- for whatever reason. Now it's alarming that it took until my mid thirties to go. Hold on a second. I don't think these strippers like me. <laughs> yeah, that is a little, a little late to the party. I mean, right? I recall an evening in two thousand twelve. Now it was a wonderful evening. I should say that. Either way, I dropped a, a large amount of money for me. Mm-hmm. But it was a large amount of money. I mean, and, and God only knows because it was like, yeah, what's another couple hundred? You know, I'll just go back to the ATM. Just like a total dumb shit. <laughs> It's, I don't know how many times I went. I think I have an idea of what the spend was. And I go, and now I look back, what the fuck was I doing? Right. What the fuck was I doing? And, and again, it's one thing if you're like 21 and you're going, oh, she might really like me. I know better. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So the con of the stag bar was, oh, she really is into this. I don't know. Is it odd that I've I've never once enjoyed the time in a strip bar? You know, I suppose I could say yes, but in a way I respect you because it's 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 the con. Yeah. It's, it's a total con. Now I have I have and I'm, I'm this isn't a it really isn't a brag. It's just it is what it is. I have engaged in coitus with strippers, uh-huh. and uh, I think three is the number if memory serves. Um, so I guess I guess theoretically, it, you know can quote-unquote work out, but it wasn't like I was really pursuing them. It just kind of wound up happening, and, and one was a, a multiple friend of the feather. Ah. But, uh, yeah, overall, it's such a negative ROI game that you don't, you never wake up and go, glad we hit the strip bar. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I always had that take in college, where was, like, because, you know, after the bars closed, people were like, well, about you know taking the Uber over to it was just standard, right? And there were nearly as many women there as there were guys. Now I haven't been there in so long; I don't know. And at this point, if I'm there, that illustrates a problem. You yeah, know, talk about broken, broke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's. I remember seeing, and I won't name him just because, <laughs> but he was a guy on the Rams who you would never expect if you knew him. Okay. If you knew him, you would never expect him there, and it was for some event. It was maybe like somebody's bachelor party. And he sees me, and we know each other, and he just starts laughing. He goes, don't tell Frank Cusimano you saw me here. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't worried about me seeing him. No, no, no. That's incredible. But he's, don't tell Frank Cusimano you saw me here. That's incredible. (laughs) Yeah, and he was laughing about it, but but I I know he wasn't like, yeah, let's go get some ass. Right, yeah. You know, he's standing at the bar, and he's just like, this is a whole fucking thing. Anyway, a guy sent in an email, and I immediately, just I haven't cut up my Adderall yeah, yet. Nor have I, yeah. The train immediately went off the tracks. <laughs> you just said I like the show, and <laughs> we went into gone. strip clubs. That's <laughs> <laughs> all it takes. As your oldest listener, I'm 76, and I'd like to start off by saying I love the show. I've been listening since the very beginning. That said, it occurred to me the similarities between your show and Howard Stern. You, he's talking to me, and Howard are the ringleaders, 
Doug slash Robin, the voices of reason. Iggy slash Gary play the part of the fool with no self-awareness. Plowboy slash Jackson slash Fred Norris play drops and chime in when needed. Your callers serve as your whack pack. You encourage the calls to fill your roster. I was wondering, when putting the show together, way back when, did Howard Stern influence you to any degree? I go by Super Q. I got the nickname from KSLQ back in the old days. I really enjoy the sports aspect of the show. That's what Howard is missing. Just a thought. Thanks, and keep up the good work. That comes from Super Q. We got to, how did we get on this top? We were talking about this on Balloon Party. Oh, yeah, yeah about Howard saying that. Uh, to never, well, I had Clay Travis right, on right. this podcast back in October of 2017. And it, was, it wasn't a contentious interview, but it was a weird interview in the sense that, first off, the Clay Travis that you're thinking of here in, I mean, shit, man, nearly five years, uh, is different than the Clay Travis of uh, October 2017. And certainly different than the Clay Travis we had on TMA in 2012 when Missouri went into the SEC. Mm-hmm. And... I recall in the interview, which I'm sure you can still listen to, 100%. Um, something along the lines of there was an article, and I can't recall what publication, where people were really, had worked with him, I don't know if at Deadspin or something, I don't know where he had worked, but were kind of calling out what they recognized as he's not who he is representing he is, he sees a market opportunity, and... He's capitalizing on it. And I believe, and, I, and the strangest part of the article, by the way, Jackson, mm-hmm. is his wife is quoted in it. Mm. That's odd. Yeah. But I, maybe Clay was too. And, and, and listen, we had a good conversation. The thing that was weird about it wasn't Clay. It was um, that he was, he had just flown in. He was doing something with Ryan Kelly and he had to get back to, we were doing it at the studios in Kirkwood where we were at KFNS. And then there was an event at Kirkwood Brewhouse. May it rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And he was staying at a hotel, not super far away, but he had to clean up and then get back for the event. And so he's like, I'm sorry, I only got a half hour. So when you're in a spot with an interview and somebody's put a cap on it, and he wasn't putting a cap on it because he's some, some star. He's just like, I got to get back. The reason I'm here is because I'm being paid for this appearance. Um, it, it was, it sped it up. But we saw each other later in the night, and it's like 9 or 10 o'clock, and I'm still out there, you know, having drinks, and he's having drinks. And he pulls me aside. He goes, hey, man. You asked some really good questions. Those were, you know, and he, he, was, he was being sincere. It was just me and him. There wasn't anybody else around. And then sure. I think a couple minutes later, my parents were up there. Uh, and I introduced my parents and, um, I don't know, my mom or my dad. And he said, hey, your son really can conduct an interview. He asked some difficult questions. And the questions were more about essentially, you know, is this real? Right. You know, and it, I, I believe the quote from his wife was the night that Trump won in 2016 is something along the lines of this might not be good for the country, but this is really good for us. Um, and so he recognized the landscape right. and he was just going to capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. And so I personally, I don't know if I would say, I don't know how to describe it because I get asked about clay. I don't want to say I get asked about it often, but I've certainly been asked about it. Sure. And when we were on KFNS, he was leading into us. And so I was never going to say anything. Right, right, right. Then, because it was just an awkward spot. But um, my view of him, but it's not limited to Clay. I think he's the one who might stand out the most with our audience because they remember him as being the SEC guy, and now he's doing what he's doing. 
is an opportunist, soulless, you know, and Eric Greitens kind of, I'll chameleon for whatever's going to get me elected. I'll chameleon for whatever's going to get me, you know, multi-million dollar deals. Um, and so they don't think it's sincere. And that, you know, that is that is what I think the, the criticism, I think, I don't want to speak for, but that's what I believe the, the, the big criticism would be. Honestly, I, I would connect when I was in Jupiter or any other time I was doing the show from home and I would connect with Rockio and I would take my headphones off so quickly mm-hmm. like I was staring into the sun because I didn't want to hear it. Right. That was just the way I handled it. Not because I'm like, oh, God. But I'm just like, I don't, I, it's, it's performance art. Right. And I'm not interested in it. And the problem to me with the performance art is there are a large number of people who don't recognize that it's performance art. So I don't watch Vince McMahon or watched Vince McMahon before he was ousted and go, hold on a second. He's being very rude to Stone Cold. I go, well, this is a show. Right. But also if Vince McMahon started busting out theories on the economy or, a, you know, COVID or something like that, I wouldn't go, oh, you know what Vince McMahon said and then start right. plagiarizing it in my social media. But that's what was going on right. or is going on. Fuck, I don't know. I don't listen, so I don't know. So uh, that... That strategy was something that I was questioning him in the interview. And then in the interview, I'm virtually certain of this. I haven't gone back and listened. Like Jackson just said, it's still up there for you to listen to. Um, I believe he said, uh, it's like Artie Lang said about what Howard Stern told him, never admit to the audience when you're wrong. Never admit to the audience when you're wrong. And some of the, which really, by the way, surprises me from Howard, and I, I think I've said this on TMA and on the podcast, it totally kind of blows up what I thought about Howard, because my thing with Stern, which, to answer Super Q's question, and then I'll go into the breakdown of the comparison, my thing with Howard is, have you seen that movie? Private Parts. That's correct. I wasn't asking if you know the name of the title, like we were playing trivia, but have you seen the picture? No, you won, last year you assigned it to me. For but I also assigned The Girl Next Door, and to date I don't believe you've watched it, which candidly infuriates me. I bailed after half an hour. No way! Yeah. It's the first time you're telling me that. No, I feel I like I my feel heart's like, breaking. Not, yeah, I just think it's... I assessed, I assessed, and you know what? I was like, I wanted to finish it so that oh my we, could, God. we could have a discussion You didn't even want to it? stick around for Alicia Cuthbert? I something po- I remember something popped up like Jason. I got a phone call and uh, and I, I just didn't. I gotta tell it. you this. I've never been more disappointed in you. Yeah, it's uh, but I did watch Private Parts and I'm a big. I've watched it twice actually since. Uh, it's one of those if it's on. Then there's a part in the movie where I kind of get, but but either way, the scene where he's doing the live read, the sporting goods. Uh, yes. Yep. Now, I guess maybe when I watched it for the first time in like '97. But I know I, I watched it. I, I, my spring break says a lot about my social skills. My spring break in 1997 was Lawrence, Kansas. Yes. Yeah, that's. Uh, You've never been more disappointed than me. Yeah, we were sharing disappointment. People Magazine would not rank them in the top 50 spring God. break destinations. But I think I went to visit my buddy, and uh, and my girlfriend at the time, her brother went to KU, and so we were just there. We're just like, fuck, we'll go there. Don't have any money. <laughs> and uh, and so we'll just fuck off there. We went and saw a movie in the theater. I remember I remember walking out there going, God, that's 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 what I want to do. Yeah, that's I'm dead serious. That's the start of your movie. That's the start of my movie is plagiarizing another guy's career, starring Billy D. Williams. <laughs> starring <laughs> Billy D. Williams will play me, <laughs> playing a small Irish Catholic from South St. Louis. Billy D. Williams. Um, so uh, 
that scene where he's doing for those of you who haven't seen, he's doing a live read for a sporting goods store, and he's ta- and he doesn't have the copy, and he's right. talking about how much he loves it, and how he and his family used to go there when he was a kid, and then Fred Norris hands him the copy, and then it goes, oh, the grand opening is this weekend, and so he was exposed for bullshitting the audience, right? And he goes, you know, and it's kind of a whatever. It's a Hollywood. It's it's, ho- it's, it's very yes. It's it's a it's, pumped it's, up. Yes, it's it's an exaggerated scene. But his wife later goes, you know, I really think you're getting good. And he goes, really? What's going on? Because like when you did that that sporting goods spot and you got caught lying, that was that was good. That was natural. That's who you should be. You should just, you know. And for real, I've taken that. And to me, that's why I don't sit there when it comes to the performance artists and they're all over the radio and podcasts and tell At least I think they are. There are people who are winning primaries right now who there's not a doubt in my mind they don't believe the shit they're saying. Right. Just not a doubt in my mind. Yep. Uh, like locally. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, it's not... Because I know they're too intelligent. Yeah. But I guess you could say maybe I'm the mark because I won't do it, even though I'm like, yeah, you're a, you're a three-foot putt away from having all kinds of money. If you want to just fucking lie to people, you can do it. But I don't get mad about the performance artists. Honestly, the way I look at it is it would be so exhausting that's how I look at it. And I just don't, I, I, I don't, my end of the rainbow isn't the most money. I, I don't have interest in that. And I'm not saying it should be or shouldn't be for people. It's an individual thing. It's just not what I want. If anything, I think I kind of want less responsibility mm-hmm. at this point. Now, if I'm your age, it's a different, it's a different calculation. I'm not saying it's right to bullshit the people. But at the same time, I would imagine some of the performance artists, everything kind of gets justified. Well, I got to do what's best for my family. Right. But if you're if you're giving people misinformation under the guise of doing what's best for my family and they should know it's it's a lie, like the Alex Jones trial. I mean, yeah, I just for the life of me, I honestly I've said this to some people who know the frauds who are involved in running for office or winning primaries and stuff. And they know them. They're just like, yeah, you don't believe this stuff, but it's winning. And I'll go, I. I go. I guess I, I don't. I just. I don't understand how you put your head on the pillow at night. But hey, it's not my head and it's not my pillow. Exactly. My yeah, head's asymmetrical, and therefore my pillow's caved in. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't get. I don't get it. But I'm. But I. But then at the same time, I think I've. I'm sure some people who probably in St. Louis are irritated by our success because of the shit that we talk about. How we come in and we just turn the mics on and we go. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know how those guys can get away with talking how they talk or how they can, you know, how they can be, you know, husbands and fathers and talk how they talk on the radio or how they can just show up and talk. I mean, I just, so maybe that's how the performance artists would would respond to the criticisms. But to me, the difference with what we do is we're not making shit up. You know, there's no way these guys don't know that they're making shit. I just can't believe it. Uh, yeah, you th- unless they have like serious where it's like they've done it for so long that they start to believe yeah. it. I mean, it's, Other a, than it's that, just you got, like I could. I mean, I could frame this shit. It's so easy to do. It's just yeah, and and I see it. And as I told you, I saw. Uh, I think I said this on Balloon Party. God, how many times do I say? I think I said this on TMA. I think I said it on Balloon Party. I think I said it on the podcast. Who fucking yeah. cares where I said it? <laughs> yeah. You what said does it, it on air. Yeah, that's it's just such a stream of consciousness and insanity. But. Uh, like, for whatever reason, I saw Jason Whitlock and Dave Portnoy arguing on Twitter. And I click on it, and then I read it for, like, for like about a minute, and then I go, and then, like, I start a video of what Whitlock is saying about Portnoy. And about 20 seconds in, I go, I catch myself. I'm just by myself in my basement. 
And what the fuck am I doing? Like, why am I even like engaging in this theater of bullshit? If people like it, great, but it's not real. And exactly. and Whitlock needs Portnoy, and Portnoy needs Whitlock. Again, needs is probably, but they're benefiting from each other. Yeah, symbiotic. Right. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm, for whatever reason, I'm feeding into this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, what the fuck am I doing? I'm, you know. And again, it's not because I'm on some moral high ground. It's just, it's it's like if I were to get invested in, an, in a shoot in the WWE, you know, like, like when Larry calls in and he's like, well, you won't believe what happened last night. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the highest form of entertainment. I love it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. it's it, You got to know, like, and that's the thing that I feel like, you know, if pe- if everybody knows that some people, like the people that are doing it are performing, then it's like, okay. But it's the issue is when people believe the performance. You know, they, they believe that what they're being told is honest when truly it's someone doing performance art right. and feeding you their performance but coming off as earnest. And that's what's so right. Yeah, that's the, that to me, that is at the core, for real. If we were doing rank the reasons why... And you see it. Well, you don't see it because Plowboy's the one sitting over there, although you're in for some of the sound stories. Way, I mean, at this point, I'm telling you, God, man, it's got to be 75% of the last 20 sound stories I've done. One of the things that the people will say, I interviewed a 96-year-old World War II veteran yesterday. My dad says it all the time. Dead serious. And I don't know if your parents say it or not. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing sound stories since the end of 2019. This is a new phenomenon. I don't really worry about it for me, and I don't really worry about it for my kids, but I really do worry about it for my grandchildren, what is is going on. And this isn't like a, a Fox News or MSNBC thing, because more often than not, by the way, the people who come in here are not political. You know, I, right, think, I think the right. stereotype of older people is, you know, they were outside the Capitol on January 6th, and that is not what's going on here. Um and they're just like, this is just what's going on. I really am concerned for my grandchildren. What's going on? And, yeah, when people lay it out, and you and I have been a part of some interviews with people who are certainly in the know and experienced, Yep. Uh, yeah, what is the end? I still, I think we're kind of right now in this uh, faux detente because nothing is really going on. But I said it in 2020. You know, that, that was the answer to the question, by the way. What was I right about? I wouldn't have said it on 101 ESPN. But oh, the greatest yeah. shot I ever called was 2020. Yeah. Yep. That, my 100%. God. That's the greatest shot I ever called because some other people were on the Rams moving locally. But, uh, yeah, calling winter is coming. That's what I kept saying throughout 2020. Winter is coming. And I, I think it might have been worse than I ever even could have foreseen. Yeah. Uh, but, I thought, hey, guess what? I think winter is going to be much worse here in a few years. Yeah. Yeah, the long night is still upon yeah. us. And so uh, digressing from the whole thing, the point being is what have I taken from Howard Stern? The thing that I took is to be honest with the audience. And so when Clay said, he said to Artie, but I don't recall this, but I do, I, for some reason, I feel like I recall Artie writing it in one of his books. Never admit to the audience you were wrong. I, like, kind of broke my heart. Yeah, that you know what I mean? Right. Because in my mind, his whole thing was being honest. And you might be like, you're making fun of people who fall for performance artists and you fell for a performance artist, which would be, by the way, totally fair criticism. Um, so with that said, that that's the biggest 
influence. Now, it's led to some things that I suppose what also is similar with Howard, although it, you know, we're talking about a, a much different portfolio. Number one, we're talking about St. Louis. Number two, um, but a similarity would be I, too, am embarrassed by the early portions of me on the radio in a big way, like, like cringe um, if I hear it. Um, and that's not, that. that's just, whether that's maturation or changing, I don't know what you would call it, but it's I'm just probably like, it's a little bit. Of I don't know. I think I I'd be I think you'd be hard pressed to like show anybody tapes of them like if they were on the radio like when they were 20, 20 years afterwards, and then be like, oh yeah, that sounds like like they. I think okay. It's what about mat- Tom Ackerman? Tommy Ack. Tommy Ack. Jay Junior should have been him. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe. And See I, what I'm saying? But it's different. Like I don't everybody. know about like. Uh, who else? I don't know. It's tough when you're in your because tw- you're in your twenties. You're in a different mindset. Like who else was on the air as often as I was in their twenties? You know, right? Dan McLaughlin was. Yeah. Dan McLaughlin was. Yeah. And now I realize it's a different role. And I'm sure he would be like, "Oh my God, it was so bad," which is what I, people would think and say, "Or my voice sounds so high, or right. whatever." That's, that's that. But I mean, funny. I'm I'm not embarrassed by that shit. If anything, I look, "Oh God, I was," you know, I had a nice full head of hair. <laughs> uh, but with it, I go, "Oh God." Like I'm, I go, what an asshole! That's what I think. I don't think Martin was acting like an ass. I don't think the cat was acting like an ass. I don't think producer Joe was acting like an ass. I think I was acting like an ass. Um, so there's that. Now, with regards to the ringleader thing, I would agree with that. But whoever runs the point is going to be considered the ringleader. I mean, sure. Martin ran the point on the morning grind, and he was considered the ringleader. Right. Um, but I was on the show. Uh, but whoever's the point is going to be considered the ringleader. But I would agree. I'd consider myself more like a point guard. I'm getting the ball in the hands of people, and I'm going to redirect a topic when I think it's, you know, exhausted or it was never good in the first place. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's that's the manner with which I do it. Uh, but Howard talks a hell of a lot more. The show is about Howard. Right, right. I think that's a key difference. Yeah. And the, uh, the other guy. I talk more on Balloon Party, I think, than I do on TMA. Oh, you, you agree. You're on both of them with me. Really? 100%. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah, Balloon Party, you are the, you know, it's, you are the ring, not ringleader, you are the host. I just kind of chime in with my nonsense. Right. And there's only two of us there. Sure. Here, you have five of us. So, um, and I'm, by the way, this isn't a complaint. The thing no. has never been working better than it has right. Right. At, the, at this moment. It's never been more popular. So, it, it, it's working. But uh, it's just an observation. How, when I listen to Stern, it's not like, God, if I, I think who talks second on there, although I don't listen to it at all, really. I, I listen to his interviews yeah, here and there. Same way. But if I'm scrolling through Sirius XM, uh, it's like Ronnie the limo driver's on. You know, that's, that's, and he's not even worked there. He lives in Las Vegas now. But they're always talking about him. Okay. Doug and Robin is the voice of reason. Um, I'm not saying that Doug's not the voice of reason, but I feel like Doug espouses opinions, whereas Robin is responding to Howard's behavior and, like, mocking him or critiquing him or, like you do right now, feigning interest in his neuroses. <laughs> Doug, there's a little bit of that in Doug, but not. But it, like Doug is much more, I feel, than just the voice of Yeah. Okay, so you agree with me on that. Yeah. And then, again, I want to make it clear, it's not to say he's not a voice of reason. It's just I think he's— Right. And that's what you were alluding to a second ago with the, the show being about Howard, so her— comments are a reflection of that whereas tma is not right. a show about tim right you know? right um 
Iggy slash Gary play the part of the fool with no self-awareness. I could be wrong again because I don't listen to Stern regularly anymore. I feel like, and I could be wrong, and maybe somebody's going to be like, yeah, dude, you didn't know about this. I feel like Stern and Gary, Delabate, Baba Booey, mm-hmm. had a falling out. I could be wrong, but I don't feel like he gives him shit like he used to, and he's not nearly as big of a part of the show on air as he used to be. And to me... If you want to pick up a read on something, on a show you care about, if somebody's not giving somebody shit, right, or if the show isn't comfortable giving each other shit, that's when you know there's a problem to me. Like, you don't give people shit you really don't like. You just don't. In my case, I just, I don't hang around them. Yeah. Or you're just like, okay, I got to put up with it and I'll deal with it and then, you know, either just ignore them or when I'm alone with a trusted confidant, go, boy, that motherfucker. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Right, right. And I think something happened. And I could be wrong. That is my re- Now I'm doing with that show what I hate when people do with our show. <laughs> yeah. Just speculating on relationships completely with no knowledge and then passing it off as truth. Uh, but that is, that's my read on that. But I don't see, I, I just don't see, I, Gary's such a small part of the show now. Baba Booey's such a small part of the show now. But again, I'm not really listening right so I, I don't know, but I feel like hey, he's such a big part of the show, so yeah. I don't see it that way. And then Plowboy Jackson uh, and Fred being the same, uh, playing jobs and tramming in when needed. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't view you in any of those comparable. I would view you more in the Baba Booey role, I suppose. Right. But we don't really make fun of you. I don't feel like we do. Maybe, maybe you do, as the person being made fun of would feel like you get made fun of. No, I... I I did a good job when I first got here of making sure I made fun of myself plenty so that I wouldn't be exposed. Like I first said that you I beat him to the punch. I first said I have a receding hairline. You know, I first said that I have really pale skin. Therefore, <laughs> it's Eminem in the last rap battle. <laughs> I've already beat you to the punch on all your. Yeah, I, I, what else you gotta say about <laughs> yeah. me? I'm a piece of white trash. I say it proudly. <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and the Plowboy doesn't really play that many drops, relatively speaking. Right. Fred is playing drops constantly. Right. And when you're in here, you are playing drops. I guess well, I, it's that's what I, I was thinking of. It's like a video game to me. Yeah. Uh, but the Plowboy is, a, to me, the Plowboy is a bigger character than Fred is. Especially Listen, during Mizzou football season. Oh my God, and we're fast approaching. If Missouri <laughs> loses to Louisiana Tech, it'll be all Plowboy all the time the following Friday. Uh, after that Thursday night game. So, yes, here, here's the bottom line. I will be the first to acknowledge it that I don't know if I would call it a ripoff. You're welcome to. I'm not saying that I would. I would because to me, I'm you're influenced by what you listen to and what you read and what you watch growing up. Of course. And so I would list my influences and I would include Joe Buck. I would include probably Jack Buck even um, and certainly Howard Stern and probably some shows that I'm not thinking about. Um, that just that's what I consumed when I was younger. Probably Mike Bush, you know, and Sports Plus. Uh, from a television standpoint, felt like he got that was a that was something that I was doing an interview with Bill DeWitt on uh, on this podcast, and he's like, "Oh, Doug is so funny, and you know, you guys have this great banter, and the cat's great, you know, giving him trouble, and and uh, I don't know who was a producer at the time." Uh, and I go, hey, I noticed you. It's like when when uh, Ryan Kelly was on today and he didn't give Iggy a compliment. Yep. He just like throws up his hands. Like he's... <laughs> and I go, hey, uh, hey, Bill, I noticed you didn't mention anything about 
about me. <laughs> and he goes, you know what? With you, you have a pulse of what the audience wants to talk about. I go, I got to tell you something. That's a great compliment. That's a great compliment. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that's a great compliment. Because that's a skill you can't be taught. Uh, yeah. And I, and, and I guess I think over the years I've taken for granted that everybody knows what everybody's talking about. That's why I was asking today on, on Balloon yeah. Party if people care about Mizzou football. And as I learned, most of them didn't. I don't know if you were reading the text or if you yeah. just kind of— it was close. I think it was a 50-50-ish. It let, let me put it this way. It's a lot less than I would have thought Agreed. initially. Agreed. So with that all said, you're influenced by these people that you watch or listen to or read. Grow, I bet I'm influenced by Bernie Miklos in a big way. Yeah. With the way that oh, I yeah. write uh, growing up, probably to an extent Strauss, although I was a little older when he— came along so yes 100 percent influenced by it without question um i wouldn't say our callers serve as our whack pack i would say the textures yeah. and i wouldn't call them a whack pack the textures are so good yeah it's it's it sometimes it, i'm in awe of like a text i'll come in yeah. and it'll make me like piss myself oh my god i mean they're I, like i can't read through them i'm laughing I know. so hard and it's funny when like i know this like good text come in and you and me read at the same time we we'll <laughs> giggle when iggy's talking and i remember one specifically when iggy brought in that fucking scallop someone oh. someone texted in and said iggy is like a a, a stray cat bringing in dead shit <laughs> To try to get to um, impress the us. attention. Yeah, to try to get attention <laughs> of and its owner. Like, Holy shit, that's so oh, funny. That's so funny. And we have like probably twenty five texters who are just as witty as like all of them. Oh. And it's like uh, it's and the emailers too. It's so good. Yeah, and we're we're truly lucky. And I think that's such a big part of it's a huge like we're not making fun of these people. They're making fun of us, but they're not doing it in a way like the balloon party stuff. Right now, now our audience has infiltrated that text line there. But initially, it was just like. I can't even say some of the stuff, oh, actually, oh, yeah. you know, Gross. because it brought in your religion, yeah. my religion. Uh, there were certainly anti-gay slurs sent in, but they weren't done as jokes. No, that's a, it's like that's what they thought was like, <laughs> like was intelligent. But that and that's the thing. That's the difference between TMA. They break balls. Yes. And on one right. it's just pure like hate. Well, now, now, now I think it's not so it's much. different because now I think we've kind of, I don't know if I, we're just won them over, but they recognize that one hour is going to be a little different. Yeah. It's war of attrition. We just <laughs> outlasted them. <laughs> Fuck. These guys aren't going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's, that, that part of it is, is it's not a whack pack. It's a collection of people who are wisely not working in broadcasting. Yeah. But doing something where they're able to be able to listen to the show and they text in shit that is legitimately, for real, hilarious. And I don't, I'm not saying that other shows don't have it because obviously I don't really have the opportunity to listen to other shows that are live radio shows um, as much because we're on at the same time as all the morning drive shows. But I can't imagine that many shows have this. Now, at the same time, it might speak to our lack of creativity that the audience has to be the ones who are super creative. But... Yeah, uh, but I I, th I feel like that's when you talk about the popularity of the show, a, part, a big part of it is the listener involvement. Yes. You know, feeling like if you text in and it's funny, you are then a part of the show. Yes. And you become, and people become like honored in a sense. Honored probably isn't the right word, but it, it's like, oh, yes, I got one read. Right. Whereas to me, I'm just scrolling through it. Oh, yeah. And a lot of it is just whatever's on my monitor. And if I, it catches my eye. But the as you know, point. there are so many that come through. And, it, and I do think some people may not recognize. How many come through, which isn't a brag. I'm just as kind of as a public service announcement that there's so many that come through. If you don't get read, it isn't a like, oh, we don't like you or you're blocked or something like that. There's just so many that come through. But there are also some names that if I see them, they have equity with me 
that I'm going to read if I have the moment to do it because I I know there's a better chance than others that they are going to have quality work. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? 100%. So, yeah, man. I mean, so much of what has gone on with this show is influenced by the Howard Stern show, but in particular, like the late 90s e-entertainment television version of the show. Because I don't, I wasn't listening to the 80s. I mean, I was, you know, St. Gabriel's. Right. Great How school. would you have? Did they simulcast even back then? No. I mean, I, they weren't even Syndicated? in St. Louis. They got to 105.7 The Point at a time okay. before the Woody and Rizzuto show got it. Uh, were on. And I think that was like in the early 2000s. Um, and then he went to Sirius. But yeah, my fandom has decreased just in part because, you know, when we were KFNS, I had a two-minute commute. You had yeah. COVID. Yeah. So you're just not commuting as much. And now with podcasts, I am going to seek out the things that I want. There's only so much I can listen to. Right. But, uh, yeah, the, the influence, it, I, influence to me undersells it. It, it. it was absolutely something I saw, and I go, God, this is, this, is, this is actually who I am. I truly am enamored by lesbianism, <laughs> which was a big part of his show. Yep. Uh, here is a place I can talk about it. This is great. And I, I laugh my ass off. I love like the lack of self-awareness of the people on the show. To me, that's one of the, that's one of the key elements. Like, you, you want to talk about an, an understated ingredient. If you find something you love, whether it be a pizza or whether it be a burger or some kind of Italian dish or fungos wings, like I'd love to know the ingredients. If you were to tell me what is one of the most underappreciated elements of TMA success, I would tell you the recipe that is necessary, the ingredient that's necessary for the recipe is lack of self-awareness. Absolutely. It's and so important. Yeah. that's uh, Any audio I pull, uh, hopefully, <laughs> is someone who is experiencing a lack of self-awareness because that's the funniest shit. When I was driving along yesterday listening to Pepper and Jeannie, yep. and Iggy is motherfucking Mr. <laughs> Licks. <laughs> And I'm like, these two motherfuckers are doing a podcast to yell at one guy. It's outstanding. I mean, they could have knocked this out in a text. But, but instead, we're going to publish but it. Instead, it's a 14-minute bitch session about a guy who calls in is Mr. Licks. Mr. Licks. <laughs> and then he starts shitting on country music and then realizes, oh, fuck, right Next down door. the wall from a country station. Yeah. is the best one, but I mean, I don't like it. But fuck country. <laughs> Great. Oh, it's the best. And I look back at all the characters over the years. I mean, the fact that my my pride as far as show content goes would be the girl next door voting panels, which was also one hundred percent from Howard Stern. Yeah, I mean, he would have these women come in and like, you know, get a chance a Playboy photo shoot. You know, and the judges would be just, you know, it's Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf and, right. you know, High Pitch Eric and then, like, you know, I don't even know, just like Paul O'Neill the Yankees. Just the strangest collection <laughs> right. of people you could come up with. So, I mean, to have Mickey Carroll next to Rich Gould, <laughs> next to Brie Olson, next to Calvin May. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know what? Whenever I decide to say that's enough, boys, I'll look back on that and go, I, my, my work here is done and I'm proud of the work that I did for those judging panels. That was outstanding. But it wasn't my own creativity. I saw what Stern did. Yeah, but still, you got Rich Gould there. <laughs> Sitting next to Mickey matters. Carroll, an adult film star who, in an interview, told me she fucked her furniture in her hotel room. <laughs> and then Felipe Lopez. <laughs> Felipe Lopez. <laughs> That's incredible.
That's really incredible. Oh, my God. Yeah, you should God. be the most proud of that. Yeah, that, that's without question. That's what I'm most yeah. proud of. Uh, there it is. QFTA's in the book. Jackson and I are on the tee in less than an hour at Bell Reeve, and you feel like you're going low today. We'll see. I'll know. I'll know quickly what the situation's going to be. All right. But I don't I'm know. Feeling good. I, what was the deal with the guy texting in? That there's no way I go above twenty or seventy six. Who the hell am I? Oh yeah, I hope that was uh, some narrative. It was well. satirical. I'd hope because seventy. I mean, seventy six anywhere is tough. Yeah, it's just it's but it comes down to putting. Yeah, yeah. we'll roll the ball. All right, uh, we are heading there. Thank you to all of our sponsors: uh, Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, the great Jamie Burkhardt. Email me, and I will connect you. Uh, check them out. Shop online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. And, of course, Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, online at designairservice.com. All you got to do if you're running into an air conditioning problem, just go to designairservice.com. You click Book Now, and you're taken care of. Your goal. Now, all of a sudden, you're working with Design Air Heating and Cooling. They'll have a service technician out there. Quick, fast, in a hurry. God, I got the hiccups. I'll scare you. Ah. Ah, I'm alarmed. There you go. Uh, all right. Thank you to Ryan Kelly, uh, studio sponsor. Thank you to Mark Hanna over Greenwell Strategies, James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling, and also uh, Munganess St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. What would you like to hear us talk about on QFTA? Send them in. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Thank you to 76-year-old listener Super Q. Super Q. Uh, sending in his. You can use the TMASTL app or just email me, T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This wraps up another edition of the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studio. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.